with me in prayer. Father God in heaven, I thank you for this privilege to come before these your people with a word from on high. Please allow this servant to decrease as you, the word, increases and touches those hearts that you've prepared for this Lord's day. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I do pray. Amen. Amen. Our brothers sang it. Allow me to preach it. Nehemiah 8.5 tells us, when Ezra opened the book, all the people stood. Our primary scriptures are all taken from the King James Version. And from the Old Testament, we have Psalm 37.5. It reads, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And from the New Testament, we have John 14, verses 1 through 6, which we heard, some of us heard yesterday several times. But you know what? It's good news. As Deacon Jimmy Wilson tells us every week. So we'll hear it again. It reads, let's not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go, Jesus said, to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, he said, there, you and me, maybe also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. That's the King James Version. So how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. Now, in addition to the scripture lesson, for our text today, we remain in the book of John, but go to chapter 8, verses 31, 32, and 36. They read, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed in him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You may be seated. Now, from these passages of Scripture, the Lord has given me as a topic today, freedom and then true freedom. That's freedom because you see there is freedom but one day there'll be true freedom freedom what is it well in his writings Dr. Martin Luther King defines it as the capacity to deliberate or weigh alternatives in other words the God given ability to make decisions for one's self. Mm. 
the ability to ask the question, shall I do or be this, or shall I do or be that, without having to ask permission. Dr. King went on to state from his writings in the book entitled, A Testimony of Hope, and I'm quoting here, that there's nothing in all the world greater than freedom. It is worth paying for. It is worth losing a job. It is worth going to jail for, which he did many times. Dr. King said, I would rather be a free pauper than a rich slave. I would rather die in abject poverty with my convictions than live in inordinate riches with the lack of self-respect. End of quote. And that's the end because I'm gonna paraphrase him here. Where in essence he admonished every African American to cry out with those who have gone on before us in the fight for freedom. Cry out with the words, before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and truly be free. Oh yes, freedom, but then true freedom. Well, last Sunday marked the beginning of yet another short Black History Month. Short, yes, but it gives us cause to pause and reflect upon not only these words of freedom directed to our consciousness by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., but also to reflect upon where we are today in terms of cultural, earthly freedom and religious-minded, true, spiritual freedom. Freedom, and then true freedom. So let's now go directly to our scripture lesson. Join me, if you will, in the Old Testament. Psalm 37.5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. In the Hebrew language, this would read, roll thy way upon the Lord, or he rolled himself on the Lord. Another way to read it is found in 1 Peter 5.7. It tells us to cast all our cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you and me. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Is this not what many of our ancestors of slavery had to do in order to survive. Ancestors such as Sojourner Truth, Harriet Ross Tubman, Frederick Douglass, Bishop Richard Allen. Is this not to this very day? Still, what you and I, after all the so-called progress made in civil rights, is it not still what you and I must do in order to survive? My friends, even in the streets of our own city, we must survive against those who are sworn to protect us. 
Oh, yeah. The more things change, the more they stay the same. In some ways, they remain the same. But we must still trust in the Lord and let him work it out. My friends, we have freedom more than our ancestors, but I ask you today, is it true freedom? We're going to come back to Psalm 37.5, but right now let's take a look at our New Testament scripture lesson found in John 14.1 through 6, where our Lord and Savior himself tells us, let not your heart be troubled, ye believe in God, believe also in me. Now, in some ways, much like our ancestors, our hearts are still troubled by the many situations that occur almost daily involving man's inhumanity to man. But Jesus tells us, believe in me. Why? Because in verses 2 and 3, he said, in my father's house are many mansions. Don't worry about it. I got a place for you, right? I'm going to prepare. That's what he told the disciples. But he told me and you, I'm coming back. You're not going to be left if you believe in me. My friends, we're talking about the kingdom of God here. And he goes on to say in verse 4, and whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Well, my friends, that would probably be the case. Even today, in verse 5, we see that somebody had not been paying attention. Had not been paying attention to the word who was walking beside them, around them, with them. Because we read in verse 5, Thomas, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can I know the way? I think he was eating Cracker Jacks or something. In verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So in other words, Jesus was saying, Thomas, I am the way. And all you doubters, I am the way. Jesus, that way that leads to the Father. Jesus, the truth that teaches the knowledge of God and directs our steps in a life that is full and alive to all those who seek and serve him. A life that is to be enjoyed eternally at the end of our ordered steps. Oh yeah, freedom. And then, true freedom. My friends, I tell you, Christ is the way. He's the way by his doctrine. John 6, 68. He has the word of eternal life. He's the way by his example. 1 Peter 2.21, great call to believers, suffer as he did, but suffer by rejecting the world. Don't just suffer, suffer by rejecting the world as he was. Because you see, God, he was God's love supremely. And he wants you to realize that and to live holy and walk holy as he did. Don't say you can't do it. 
I'll tell you why later. Christ is the way by his sacrifice. Hebrew 9, 8, and 9. We gained, my friends, a perfect priest in a heavenly sanctuary. I love this sanctuary. But I'm going to my heavenly sanctuary one day. Christ is the way by his spirit. His spirit, John 16, 13. He knows, my friends, don't doubt that he does not know what you are going through. He went through it first. That's the example he set. And he's telling you, if I can do it, the Father held me, you can do it. I'm holding you. His Holy Spirit leads us, if you allow him, leads us into his truth. I tell you, Jesus is the way in opposition to all false religions. He's the way to the Mosaic law, which was only the shadow, not the truth, or substance of the good things which were and are to come. And in respect to all the promises of God, which are found, 2 Corinthians 1.20, and I tell you, all those promises are yes, because God doesn't fail. My friends, Christ is the life, both in grace and glory, the life that not only saves from death, but who also destroyed it. Freedom, death, where shall sting? Christ tells us, as I paraphrase here, that no man, woman, boy, or girl, cometh unto the Father by any other doctrine, by any other merit, or by any other intercession than by way of Jesus Christ. That's true freedom. So then, what is our takeaway? That's what you're asking me now, right? What is our contemporary challenge for today? Well, my friends, it's this. If you haven't already, choose ye this day to accept God's invitation through his son to join him at the table of grace. It is a choice, yes. And you have the freedom to choose it. Make the choice to accept God's invitation through his son to join him at the table of grace. Join him in remembrance. And I declare you'll find that you have gained true freedom. Freedom that only comes from a close, prayerful, spirit-filled relationship with Jesus Christ. Last Sunday, Pastor Kavnis led us in the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, found in 1 Corinthians 11:23 through 26. And he emphasized the bread, the bread, the symbol of Christ's broken body for you and me. And likewise, the cup of wine, which symbolized the New Testament in the Lord's blood. And the Apostle Paul, and some of you who were on the Sunday school, I apologize to the Sunday school because we lost power on our street just as Sister Adela was telling us all about the Apostle Paul. But that's all right. Those of you that hung in there, you heard 
all about the Apostle Paul this morning. And he tells us that the Lord gives us the reason for this ordinance. Mm -hmm. For in verse 26 we read, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you show forth the, the Lord's death till he comes. The Lord is coming back for his own. My friends, there's freedom. And then there's true freedom. We African Americans as a people have managed to gain some earthly freedoms. However, there's a however. There are freedoms that are tenuous at best. For we know and have witnessed over the last few years that there are those to this very day who if they were to gain an exorbitant amount of power would not hesitate to overturn these freedoms that have been won, won by way of the hanging tree, unspeakable torture and cruelties beyond words, freedom that at its best can so easily be lost. I'm going to say that again for those who have become lackadaisical or simply refuse to vote. To realize the importance of the vote. Freedom at its best can so easily be lost by one vote. But I tell you, my friends, as not only African Americans, but as Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, I stand before you today with words of hope, not from me, but from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. In John 8, 31, 32, and 36, Jesus says to those Jews at the time, but he's talking to you and me, if you continue in my word, mm -hmm. then you are my disciples indeed. Yes. In other words, if you continue through faith, to obey my commandments and to receive my doctrine, you would be my disciples. Because you are now, and you've heard this over the past few weeks, branches of the true vine, which is the living word. Verse 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, amen. The truth here means the Christian religion that will free you from the slavery of evil passions, corrupt propensities, and dangerous viewpoints that might creep into our hearts and our minds. The effect of the gospel is to break this hard bondage to sin and to set the sinner free. The service of God is freedom from degrading vices and other propensities, from the slavery of passion and inordinate desires. My friends, it's a cheerful and delightful surrender of ourselves, our human flesh and needs, to him whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light. Matthew 11.30. If the Son, therefore, verse 36, shall make you free, you shall be free. Indeed. My friends, this is the Son of God, heir of all things. 
He is forever with the Father and has therefore the right and power, as they say, the power to liberate you and I from the bondage and dominion of sin, free indeed. True freedom. Blessed, my friends, with the most valuable freedom of all, not from the chains and oppressions of earthly masters and monarchs, no, but from the bondage of sin, sin that so easily besets us in these human flesh. But we rely on freedom. And then there's true freedom. There are three things involved in obtaining truth true freedom, and we find these in Psalm 37, 5. Number one, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, number two, and number three, he shall bring it to pass. So let's look at number one, commit your way to the Lord. What are you saying? I'm saying relinquish. Let go and let God. Relinquish. Some of us insist on clinging to our own ways. But that only reveals that we lack spiritual victory. If we are to enjoy God's true freedom, we got to learn to yield our way, our will, our work, our walk to him. The Apostle Paul in Colossians 2.6 tells us, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so what? Walk in him. In other words, we must totally commit our time, talent, treasures to him. And we should always be ready to share Christ with others wherever the opportunity affords itself. I shared Christ with the two young men who took my mother to the hospital recently. And I asked them flat out, are you Christian? And they said, happily, yes, and this is our mission today, to take care of your mother. We prayed together. I had no idea who the Lord was going to send, but look what he did send. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. That's reliance. So often we fail to trust in the Lord as we should. We rely on our own strength, and inevitably, what do we do? We fail. Sometimes we even rely too much on doctors, lawyers, and friends. We should be thankful, of course, for the help of others. But our ultimate trust has to be in God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 admonishes us to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him, and he shall, not might, he shall direct our path. My friends, bank accounts may fail. Money markets may fail. Possessions and friends, they're going to fail you. But Jesus, hallelujah. Never fail. And the final portion of the scripture says what? And he shall bring it to pass. 
bring what? The answer is our reward. Our reward. A real one. My friends, God rewards those who are totally committed to him and trust him implicitly. That means without doubt. Psalm 37, 6 tells us, He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. I believe some of you remember the story of Job, amen? I tell you, God rewards his children, rewards us by enabling us to be a blessing to others. Our influence reaches out to attract others and bring it. Let us use that influence to bring them to Christ. My friends, he not only rewards our faithfulness in this life, but more importantly, he rewards us in the next life, eternally. Remember Jesus said in John 14, 2 and 3, I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Oh, there's freedom. And then there's true freedom. So yes, there are three things involved in obtaining true freedom. Relinquish, reliance, and reward. But as I come to my close, I need you to know that there's only one thing needed, only one, in order to accomplish those three. Remembrance. Remembrance. Remember that we're admonished by the Lord in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26, to eat of the bread and drink of the wine. Do this, the Lord said, in remembrance of me. Mm -hmm. Oh, just remember one day when we were lost, thinking we were done with the troubles of this world, thinking we were done with the troubles of racism. That's when they mocked our Lord and Savior. Remember one day when we were lost, thought we wouldn't have to study war no more. Well, that's when they spat on him. That's when they whipped him. They tell me all night long. That's when they placed a crown of bristling thorns upon his head, called him the king of the Jews. Oh, one day when we thought we were free because Lincoln said so. That's when they nailed him to the old rugged cross. But he never said a mumbling word, just hung that precious head for you and me and died, but praise God. Ha, that wasn't the end of the story because on that third day, and I call it, I call it True Freedom Day. True Freedom Day, our Lord, my Lord, your Lord, he rose, rose from death's strong embrace so that you and I might have a right to the tree of life, a resurrection that tells us that we are free indeed. Freedom, but then true freedom. That's God's message to you and I today. Amen. The doors of the church are now... I've got a savior.